This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Man, sun, humidity, it is so total summer and rain. Just the facts of life here in Mississippi. Did I mention rain? Also, there's been some rain. Today, we'll take a look at some summer maintenance checklists and uh, discuss some dangers of standing water, which seems to be everywhere near my house. Um, P.S. We'll talk big time about what that brings with it. Join the conversation with this morning, uh, with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm, pr- I'm awesome. I-, I had to go to the store yesterday and buy me more socks. What? Socks? Yeah, it's wow. summer. I mean, what do you need it, socks for? Well, because they're, I'm soggy. <laughs> I mean, all, my, oh. all my shoes are wet. All my socks, socks are yeah, wet. I mean, bummer. it's, yeah, this rain is Jeff, just, have just you been able to do any construction in the past, I don't know, month? Hey, very little. <laughs> I'm telling you, this, this rain is, uh, in fact, I was, I was had, a, had a conversation with someone the other day. Right now, we're supposed to be in the period where we're praying for rain. Yeah, I was telling, my wife and I were talking the other day that every year previous to this is when we get to stop mowing our grass because it's browned up nicely at this point and stop growing. Yeah, I you mean, know? We're, we're sitting looking at each other. Are we ever going to get any rain? Right. <laughs> well, and, well, if we can box it up and send it out west. Oh, it's so crazy watching the two different sides of the world right now. Yes. One of them drowning, one burning. So. Well, you know, I, I've got two, um, two house pads side by side that um, we cannot pour our foundation uh, because it's just too wet. It's you, just you, too wet. You cannot move mud. Well, you, you, know, you can move water and you can move dry. You cannot move mud. Yeah, we'll yeah. go outside and try to dig a hole right now. <laughs> I mean, your 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 shovel will go in, but it's going to be really hard bringing it back out. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, you know, with that in mind, uh, you know, we usually talk about what we did for the week, but this rain has just just eaten everything and and I kind of wanted to start uh talking to Java because we got into this conversation last week and I was just floored when he told me about this product. Here's the deal. We were talking about how much rain and I was like I cannot stand it because my backyard is a bowl. And and it, it so it's been a swamp for like 3 weeks now. And the problem is, you know, I mean, yes, the water's a problem and, and, it, and, it, and it bites. But the thing is, is that if, you, if, if you're around at night, around 830, 
and your home's got all that water around, here come the bugs. Oh, here yeah. Here come the mosquitoes. Yeah, they love And it. it's just driving me nuts. And, They're and, having a party in your backyard. Well, John. and not just that, but we're all of a sudden seeing, uh, you know, people mentioned on the show a few weeks ago what they call drain flies or these little mm-hmm. bitty mm-hmm. gnat-like things. Mm-hmm. All over. I'm, We're seeing them all over the place. And I really think it's got a lot to do with the standing water. Well, I was, I was telling my frustration to Java the other day, and he said, well, don't you have the donuts? And I'm like... I my first thing in my head was a Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Uh, thing of no, not Krispy Kreme. I'm lost at this point. And I'm like, you can't throw donuts <laughs> at mosquitoes. No. Hope they're doing uh, yeah, I'm not gonna throw a donut at anybody. I'm gonna eat it. All right, all right. So Java, what they call them? They call them mosquito donuts. I mean, they have many, you know, different uh, brand names or whatnot. But they just they're like a mosquito control. Donut. It's just a little circle. Uh, oh yeah, you, you catch it you, on fire. Hey, well, no, not the ones you catch on fire. You just throw it in the water. Like if you have standing water, you you put the donut in there. It slowly dissolves, and what it does, it kind of creates a film that kills all the mosquito larvae. Ah. Because ah. you know the 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 standing water is basically just right. a breeding ground now, for the mosquito <laughs> for the right. mosquitoes. I was gonna say, I, I know. It's but so my thought was, what about I've got I've got a bunch of dogs. But see, it's not it's not it's harm harmless to pets and other wildlife and fish because they even use them like in ponds and uh koi koi ponds really? and whatnot. I'm not familiar with it. I'm yeah. not either. But I thought the first thing I thought was, okay, there's going to be a run on that. After this show sure. comes up, I've never heard of it, but if I can throw something into the big pool that is my backyard that might kill off some of the mosquito larvae. You well, ain't already bought but, one? Not yet. But, you just told me yesterday. <laughs> Jason, why don't, we, why don't we consider something else? Okay. Why don't we bring in a few loads of dirt uh-huh. and make your yard drain? Then, then you're done. You're done with this because th- this is a problem every time it rains. Well, yeah, and you're right. And here's the thing: I was looking at I was looking at our neighborhood, and it, all of a sudden, it never occurred to me before: the house on either side of me is higher. Is higher. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can still control that. Yeah. Because and and I'm just picturing. I've never I've never yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been to your 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 palace, but. We can control that. We can we can put some some right. dirt and and divert it to the property line and run it to the street. Right now, that's that's it's the you the, can't do that right now. The movie, <laughs> I was going to say, how much is that? The, the movie in my mind is working beautiful. That's yeah. great. Yeah, right. So yeah, the plan is is that being executed. And, and two, I mean, we can we can get that dirt for. You know, a buck ten a load, um, right. and I obviously I don't know how many loads we need, but all right, folks, the big fix. Is to move the water. That's the, right. The six dollar fix today is it's Java's a donut. donut. Of course, is a donut. Right. Oh right. yeah. And it yeah. lasts for thirty days. And I did it on my little uh, makeshift pond, and we've had and we we we've had good results. Zero mosquitoes well, uh, oh, that's over cool. this time. I'm adding got, it to my list. That's a good endorsement. I yeah. Gotta go check that out. I really do. Um, so so ooh, I found a really neat project, folks. I gotta tell you. My mom is is a flea market person. She likes to go and check out and find all these like There's super finds. There's a whole finds. culture it of is, flea market is. people. So anyway, but she found a thing uh, years ago that I fell in love with, and this is a 
and you're going to have a picture. It is built uh, late 40s, early 50s, okay? It is a slag glass chrome standing ashtray with wow. a lighted lamp in the slag glass. Oh, it's man. absolutely stunning. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, wow. and so I have I've completely taken this thing apart into tiny itsy bitsy pieces and I'm and I'm restoring it. It's just a, a beautiful piece. But but I was watching something on uh, you guys ever watch our create channel? It's it's where people do stuff like everything from woodworking to sewing oh, and yeah, cooking. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, I was watching that the other day, and they were restoring this old thing. And I was like, I've got to restore something. So I found this old ashtray, and that's what I'm doing right now. And it's really cool because it's chrome, and it's this beautiful slag glass that you can never find anymore. It's like this yellowish tinge glass. Yeah. I love st- I love yeah, the, projects the, the, like that. Very Art Deco, you know, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. into that. I used to, when I was a child, I got in trouble because I kept taking things apart. Right. Oh, I'd love to Did take a, I'd love to take a small engine apart. Yeah. You know, like a Briggs and Stratton, and end up with the spare parts. And yeah, I know. Well, where did you, did you ever put it back, back together, though? Yeah, we, no, I put it back together, but there was always always extra parts. There was always extra stuff did that I never work? got put back on it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. It, right. it, it didn't. It didn't, <laughs> it, it, it didn't work when my dad gave it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, I took it apart, and, and, well, and it was folks, so much fun. My folks came home one time, and I disassembled the television. Now that's nice. Yeah, I did that one time in my life. After that, (laughs) I did that one time in my life. Touched the back of the tube and never touched the back of a television. Yeah, don't don't touch that. You only have to do that once. Hey, think think about this for a second. Hang on, folks. We're doing a show here, and the number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, before we get off into anything else. I had this question, and Jeff, I thought about you the moment it came in, and because, <laughs> anyway, here, I'm going to read it. This email is the latest email. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Despite living all the way in Maryland, it's been very helpful to me as a new homeowner. This past weekend, we learned that the water company had a pipe pushing fresh water into a sewer line in our neighborhood. Uh, The volume overwhelmed the sewer system, forcing sewage through my sewer line and up into my basement. Lovely. We had a foot of water in the basement, uh, which was newly finished when we bought it a year ago before they fixed the problem. The water company is taking responsibility. Good. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, And we'll be filing a claim with them rather than our home insurance. They've currently got a crew cleaning the basement and preparing an estimate for the repair of the basement. The water company will cut a check based on their report, and we'll need to hire a contractor to do the report. My fear is that the water company will lowball us on the cost of the fixing the basement. What types of damage should I be looking for that they may have overlooked, and what steps can I take to mitigate my risk of getting underpaid on the claim? Uh, there's the first part. I'll leave you that. And then uh, it comes back with a second part. Well, let's go for the first part. Okay. So, so Jeff, he's he's letting the water company who made the boo boo in his right, house right. pay for it, which which is great, and they uh-huh. should pay for it, right? Um, protocol uh-huh. on sewage water is remove it, right? Bottom line, uh-huh. if, if if you have sewage water on your cabinetry. Protocol is is to remove it. Remove, remove the, the cabinet. Yes, the yes, cabinet. I'm sorry. Now, basement. We may have a little more difficulty. 
obviously removing those walls. So obviously we can't we can't do that. Right, right. But everything that that sewage water has touched mm-hmm. needs to come out. Right. Then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Now all we have to worry with is our slab, mm-hmm. our, our floor, and our walls right. that, that obviously we cannot remove. Right. So let's treat those, but everything else needs to come out. Well, let me ask you this. Since this is all going on and, and, and the water company is saying that they're going to pay for the repairs, uh, what this person did not mention at all is his speaking to a contractor of his own choosing. That was my first thought. I'm going to call uh, Jeff fir- to come first, over yes. and give me, I'm going to pay you to give me some type of a bid so that I can save money in the long run. Well, I'm going to take it another step. Okay. I, I'm going to get my qualified contractor, uh-huh. but I'm also going to get a qualified um, water remediator. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. So that is familiar with, Right, um, uh, the biohazard that that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing I noticed here that that I would be cautious of is that he mentioned uh, the the water company. Thankfully, fixing all this, which is great. He didn't mention if it's the water company sending their contractors or if they had an adjuster. Uh, in, in other I words, doubt it. My thought was, does he get to say that's fine? You have to work through my contractor. In yes. other words, in other words, if something happens at my house, and and the insurance company is going to pay for it, or in this case, the water company, I want my contractor telling him what to pay for rather than what they choose to pay. Well, well pa- past yeah. experience, and and look, I do a lot of work for our our local water company in in Gluckstadt. Mm-hmm. Um, they install meters and sell water. Right. That, that that's what they do. So they're not they're not uh, mitigators. They're not they're not uh, remodelers. Right, they're right. not contractors. They install meters and sell water. So I'm I'm quite confident that that water company is encouraging that homeowner to go get a few estimates. Okay. You know, because you never know what's in that basement, too. I mean, if your water heater's sitting on the floor of that basement, you got something to deal with. If like your I air said, conditioner is sitting well, on the... Let me bring protocol up this, is to yeah. remove it. Right. Let, yeah. me, let me bring that up. His second part of the question, which I held off on, Jeff. Let's go ahead and get to that. Also, some of the electrical p- components on my gas water heater mm-hmm. were submerged in the water. Ooh. Yeah. The contractor. It's, it's ruined. Now, it's ruined. Now, yeah. Listen to this. The contractor hired by the water company thinks it's okay. It's running for now. But I'm skeptical. Should either the electrical components or the whole thing be replaced, or is it okay as long as it's working? No, it's not. It, 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 let's, let's put it this way. A water heater was designed to have water inside it, not on the not outside. Not on the outside. Right. You, you, you wouldn't put your water heater outside and, <laughs> right. and, and let it rain. Right. So, you know, I have this conversation with insurance companies all the time, particularly in in fires. Mm-hmm. Smoke is so creo- um, uh What's that word? Um, corrosive. Corrosive. Yeah. Um, that it will get your refrigerator. It will get all your electronics in your house. Mm-hmm. Now they're 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 working right three to six months after. After right, we've cleaned fire, everything yeah. up, and I think the same thing will happen when you introduce electric and le- electricity to to water. Okay, so yeah, well, it's corrosive, go, and then it's sewer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. 
again, yeah. protocol is to remove it. Right. It's real simple. I'm getting that thing out of there. Well, Dave, thank you for listening for Maryland, and we appreciate uh, – I, I do hope that you get that taken care of. And go ahead and hire your contractor to be in charge of this thing. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and take our first break of the hour. Uh, it's time for that. We've got some stuff to talk about when we get back about some home improvement questions. And uh, tips on gutting your homes. This is going to be fun. Mm. Also, Jesse's on the line in Jackson. We're going to get straight to that. So stay tuned. Join the conversation and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. I'm laughing because I was thinking earlier in the show... I was kidding uh, Java about these uh, mosquito donuts. And every time I think about the mosquito donuts, the only image I get in my head is a box of Krispy Kreme. So, anyway. All right, so, Jason's going to put a box of Krispy Kremes in right his backyard. Right in the middle of the yeah, backyard. Yeah. And hopefully that works. Yeah. Uh, all right. We promised to go to Jesse and uh, Jackson when we got back. So, Jesse, uh, you've got a leaky chimney, huh? Yes. Um, the... Um, uh, the back side of the uh, chimney is in a, a, a room, and uh, whenever it really doesn't do it every time it rains, but anytime it storms like it's been doing here recently, right. water drips. Water drips from the uh, back side of the um, uh, molding at the top of the ceiling. The ceiling never gets any stain on it, um, and so it doesn't affect the sheetrock. But it drips down by the side. So I'm figuring. Something's got the chimney's got to be leaking somewhere, uh, and wanted to see if you had a recommendation. All right. I've got a couple. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are you burning wood in this fireplace, or is it strictly um, uh, gas log? It's gas log. It did have. Uh, we did burn wood in it back years, years ago, but it hadn't had a fire in it probably a wood fire in it probably in twenty years. Okay. Um, there's there's a couple things you can do. Now understand, I'm looking at this from the radio. Uh, if if we're if we're not going to burn wood, we could actually take our chimney out and just run gas log. Okay. Now there's a certain you you have to have a ventless gas log. Okay. Now, well, so, I already, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, I already yeah. have gas logs in it, and they're not ventless. Okay. They're well, vented, yeah. Okay, well so then, he's got to have that flu. Right. So if you're going to operate that fireplace without that flu, get a, get a set of vented logs. They're 450 bucks. bottom line. Or that, that's, that's one option. Your second option is reflash the chimney. Make sure there is a cricket on the high side. Yeah, high side of the mm-hmm. chimney. Yeah, where the and, and, uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. You don't get to go anymore. I'm picturing the bug. 
Well, <laughs> what a cricket it's, is. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's almost a diamond shaped roof. So when the water comes down and it hits that, it's diverted around. Yeah, it's, the, it's the um. The chimney. chimney. The chimney. It's a what it is basically. It's a roof on the back side of the that's, chimney. That's a great way to to describe what a cricket is. Um, so flash it. Okay, guys. I have a cricket. It's a two story house. I have a cricket on the top uh, of the roof upside. On the high and side. All the chimney. All the chimney around the this lower one story uh, sunroom has flashing, and I've had. Two or three people check the flashing and re, you know, okay. talk it, what, what have you. And like I say, most of the time, the chimney, uh, we, we don't have this leak. But if there's a monsoon, blowing rain, it leaks. Okay. Is yeah. it is it brick? Yes, the chimney Perfect. is brick. Okay. Yeah. The I got house a, is brick. I got a third option for you. There's a product called Siloxane. You get it in any big box store. Spray siloxane. Spray it on your brick. Chances are water is coming through the mortar, and uh, that's that's so that's that's three options. Remove it. Check your flashing. Check your rain cap, and then siloxane the brick. Okay. One last question. Yeah. Pam. Yes. Where are you doing yoga now? Uh-oh. <laughs> In my bedroom. <laughs> right. It's cheaper there. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesse. No, I uh yeah, but I still do it. Boy, the older I get, the more I need it. So um when all the yeah. studios shut down, um I started uh just Throwing the mat down in the in the bedroom, so um, well, I would think you're crawling around under houses quite a bit would be enough to kind of limber you. No, that's the reason you do yoga. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I got you. Because you will definitely stow up <laughs> right. if you do that. And and Jesse, let me give another suggestion too, along with what um, Jeff was talking about. Uh, this is a prime candidate for a chimney sweep. And they will actually come in and scope that chimney to make sure and kind of see if you've got water coming down through the interior. And they will actually seal it for you. And I like that option because getting on roofs is just not something you want to do unless you're really used to it. And I want to share a story real quick about uh, chimney leaks. And it's a good thing that you see this. And you only see it on certain times. It could also be that it's backing up underneath the shingle and backing up underneath the counter flash. So whenever we get these gully washers, that is also a a reason. And that's why chimney sweep is a good idea, because they can look down in there. But I was inspecting a house the other day, and when I got there, and this is one of our vintage homes here in Jackson, Mm -hmm. and I looked up, and the chimney was all caked up with tar. And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was so much tar up. There was more tar than brick. (laughs) Right. And so um, this had a crawl space, and I had done my yoga yesterday morning, uh-huh. so I, I put on my crawl suit and my mask and everything, crawled up underneath it. And, Jeff, you got to hear this. The floor around the chimney had collapsed because it had been leaking, yep. and you didn't see it on the interior of the home. It was running down probably through because the chimney wasn't one flashed right, one sealed right. And when I got underneath that, I was like, ooh. I'm not what going was to... holding the chimney up? Well, uh, there was a base underneath it, but the right. floor <laughs> was gone. Was gone, and there were like three chimneys, and every single one of them 
was the floor. And then the floor joists were just eat up with microbial growth. I mean, right. it was it was quite a disaster down there. You know, I'm 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 doing a Google search right now, and there are literally several uh, um, products for sealing brick, brick. On, on, on chimneys. On chimneys. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the older the older a house is, and this is why I just encourage people. Mm-hmm. I mean, my house was built in 58, and I get it inspected every three or four years. Mm-hmm. It's so important. The older we get, the more we go to the doctor, right? right. That's right. right. I mean, it's just to well, get no, that every, checkup. Everything has a shelf life. It's, and mortar, mortar and brick was never designed as a water barrier. Never. Okay. Uh-uh. Right. No, absolutely not. It's the pretty. So, it's what's right. behind it and how it's sealed up. But you just have no idea what's going on right. unless you get somebody to take a look at it. Don't. But you're not your own doctor. Right. All right. Well, hang on. Still a DIY show. All right. So, so, but yeah, the chimney sweep's a great idea. And Jeff, uh, to seal that uh, chimney uh, with with brick, which is porous. That's it's, right. It, you know, it's all for So there you go. Jesse, I hope that helps you out. We need to move on to uh, Tom in Mantachi. He's got some water damage, too. Man, this is all over the place. What's going on, Tom? Well, I was going to say first-time caller, uh, long-time listener. <laughs> I love your show. You guys are just knowledgeable about everything. I don't know. Well, we think we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're trying. We have got them fooled, don't we? I'm not knowledgeable about anything, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, no, no. You you guys pat yourself on the back because I've learned a lot from listening to you guys. Well, good. Well, thanks, Tom. All right. Well, what my concern is is I live in Mississippi. My brother passed away this year, and I have a house in Detroit, Michigan, that I'm in the process of trying to get things done to sell. Mm -hmm. For the last four weeks up there, they have had so much rain that there is actually water and sewage. All the houses up there have basements in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. There's oh, yeah. Actually, there's actually water. The basement of my brother's uh, house has three drains in it. All the stuff that, you know, came through the drains, you know, went all the way up to the walls in the basement. And, and I mean, we're talking raw sewage. That's, yeah. Okay. The, the city has, the water department has said that they are going to claim responsibilities because their pumping stations went out. I guess they went offline or something for so many days. I mean, it's ridiculous. But uh, what my question is, is because the basement walls are made of, you know, like, say, cinder block. Right. And, then they, and then they have paint on them. And now that I've got raw sewage in there, the water department says that they'll take, uh, you know, claims or whatever until August, like, 15th or whatever. I cannot get a contractor to come out of any kind, whether it's a plumber, uh, a sewage guy, uh, you know, somebody to look at anything because there's so much of it in the area that's going on. No contractors can come see me before the expiration date of when you need to file a claim. Right. So I don't know. They may extend that because of the situation, but because I'm 900 miles from there, I have a friend of mine that comes by the house every two or three days, and he checks on any more damage. But, I mean, there is damage. Before I came down here about a month ago, before it started raining, I just put a new heater in it, a 96% efficient heater. I put central air in it, and I also put a water heater in it. And they're all, you know, 96% efficient, you know, because the, the house was built in 1950 right. and had all the original stuff in it. Now, the water has come up to where it's, you know, a couple inches above the stuff that I just replaced. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you man. know, 
Yeah. So I'm 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 in a conundrum, you know. I have um, a thought, Tom. Let, yeah, I do too. Which Damn. which one? You know. Good. So Good. I guess I need to just ask, you know, what would you guys do in a situation like that? And I don't mean guys because I know that you know what I mean. There's three of you there, and then you know Tom right. is there, so there's four of you there. Right. But uh, you know, what would you suggest? you know, that I might do because I cannot get a contractor to come out of any kind to give me an estimate because they are so far backed up. The one thing, uh, Tom, uh, we had, my wife and I had a property in another state that we were dealing with. And one of the things that we eventually had to do based on a suggestion from my father back then was you need a local property manager there uh, who is looking after your interest. And it was someone that we hired, Tom. We, we gave him a certain amount of money each each month. What that gave us, though, and, and of course at that time we were collecting rent and doing different things, but what that gave us was a local person who knew contractors and who could get things done while we were not local. So we didn't know who to call. We didn't have any relationships. We didn't know anything about it, but we had this guy. Yeah. Who was local it's a good and idea. new? Great idea. So right. there's a thought there, Tom. But go ahead. Jack. Okay, my my thought is a little more extreme. <laughs> um, <laughs> call your local home builders association. Get the name of three or four quality contractors. Call right. that contractor and say, "Hey, man, what what is your normal fee to pull in my driveway and give me an estimate? And whatever that fee is, double it." Say the check is sitting there waiting on you. I have got to have this estimate. I got you. Well, that's well, down and dirty. It is. It, no, it is. <laughs> and 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 I hate to even suggest that that we're money motivated. But let's face it, we're money motivated. Okay. Well, so, yeah. And let me offer another suggestion. And um. Consider getting a home inspector out there to run a report on everything that happened. Another good Ooh. idea. And then you can just share that report with a contractor who doesn't have to spend the time and energy to get over yeah. there. They can read that report and knock out some numbers for you so fast. That's three great oh, ideas. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I, I totally understand. And, and what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, you know, what I'm getting out of your suggestion is because I have an estimate before the date of, you know, not being able to put in a claim with the with the water right. department in the city of Detroit. Um, maybe that would be valid, where I have it before then. But even though I can't get anybody to come out and actually do it for another two months, you can at least document oh, the damage. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, it's. I don't think August is the deadline to have it done. I no. think August is the deadline to have your all your claims in. You know, ah, and look, I'm you. I'm going to take exactly. I'm going to take the verbiage from from Bill Dance. Uh, you may or may not know him, but he's a Fisherman. local fisher guy. Bill oh, yeah. Dance will tell you if the fish are not biting, make them bite. Right. Yeah. If the contractor's not coming out, make him come out. Yeah. Whatever it takes, him yeah, or her. And you could get, I mean, if you get your, I think Jeff is right. You just got to document what the issues are. And the good news for you is that you've probably got receipts on all that new stuff you just put in. So you include that in, okay, so I need replacement on this. And listen, this is is kind of my philosophy. 
ask for the moon. You may not get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah. may not work right. out, but throw everything you got at them and then see what, and then you come That's back right. and compromise. Sure. Right. Sure. Okay. Excellent. I was going to say, I appreciate everybody's input on this. The only thing that I've got to say is, do I have to, uh, kiss the contractor or the inspector after I catch somebody to come over to the house because that's what Bill Dance does. Well, if that's what it takes. If you kiss me, they're going to make some repercussions. <laughs> okay, there you go. You know, we should go to break right there on that. Problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. Um, You know what, folks? Uh, It's time for us to take uh, another break. And uh, when we return, we're going to share some other tips and talk to some other folks on the phone. As a matter of fact, Nick in Hattiesburg is going to be our first on the line when we get back. This is going to be a lot of fun, and you won't want to miss it. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING, that's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Nick, we're going to get to you in just a few moments, but but uh, really, we, we, we really need to talk about this this morning. Uh, a while back, we were talking about some, some unique things that you find in the home, and we came across this thing that um, that our inspector... Uh, found in a home. Pam, Pam found these things in a home that we call fire grenades. It's a fire grenade. It's an old school way of fire suppression in the home, and the idea behind it was absolutely genius and a little uh, mad scientist at the same time, which was basically if something happened, a glass would break and and put liquid all over this fire, which would put it out. Um and she's found these a lot of times in her career. But we recently found some information. Tell us about the box of death you have in the room now. Yeah, I love you guys so much. I brought you a grenade this right, morning. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found this. Uh, saw another one in a house uh, last week and had read where this was kind of a collector's item. And then I got an email from Mark in Maine. Right. One of our listeners here on MPB's Fix It 101. Yes. And he said, hey, that thing you have might kill you if you do it wrong. Right. So so tell us about this. Well, uh, these these devices, when they first came out, they were uh, blown glass. Mm -hmm. And they would put water and sometimes put saline water Mm -hmm. in them. And then later, they started putting a chemical in called CTC. Right. Don't ask me to, to tell you what right, the actual right. word is, because I, you know. Anyway, it's kind of scary. <laughs> well, it's the same kind of stuff that they, you know, 
It's All the chemicals he, from the 1950s killed everyone. Yeah, so, yeah. well, and, and he actually <laughs> said the chemical was used in um, chemical warfare in World War One. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it, it caused a lot of nerve damage. And so, like, I've got this in my den. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, sitting on the it's, table. It's in the studio well, now right it's in the now. Studio. It's a foot from Jeff Thanks. right yes, now. Here. Yeah. Somebody yeah. want to hold it? it. Yeah. <laughs> And so, well, I wanted to bring it up here so you could see it, and I'll probably do a video on it before yeah, I'm going to take it. You could pictures. have just taken a picture. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's the whole, it's the whole idea of being able to see it. But um, <laughs> I'm going to take it down to the fire department and let them kind of dispose of it or put it in a glass case right. as an educational uh, item. But if you see these in your home. Right. Here, here's the educational portion of this message. Yes. Be very, very careful. And you can research Fire Grenade. Mm-hmm. And even some of the collectors are saying, just don't. If you find that you old, uh, uh, if you own an older home and maybe you've come across these things or you've seen them, I wouldn't even suggest you yourself remove them or mess with them at all. I, yeah, I mean, it's just you got to be very, very careful because you're you're kind of playing with you don't know if it's just water or if it's the CTC. Yeah, remember, folks, this is these are these are made of and you can you can see this when you look at the glass. They're made of blown glass. Right. So and this isn't this isn't the kind of, you know, super shatter or cool glass that we make now. This is the drop once completely shatter. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's got that chemical in it, yeah, you've got a mess on your hands. There was actually a thing on the Internet that I was reading about. They had them at a collector store, and somebody knocked one off, and it had the chemical in it. And they had to completely evacuate the entire building. No way. Yes, it, okay. was, it was a mess. So collectors are saying, just don't. Right. Just don't even don't even fool with them, which kind of disappointed me because I love old cool stuff. Right. But now I'm just like really nervous carrying this right. around. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video so that folks can see, and we'll put that on our MPB videos. There we go. And then uh, folks can get educated on it, and then we'll start writing this up. Thank you, Mark, for letting me know. Yeah. And we'll start putting this in our inspection reports as a hazardous material. Great. And just for the record, CTC is carbon tetra. Chloride, a colorless, toxic, volatile liquid used as a solvent. Toxic, toxic, volatile. Yes. Put together. Yes. <laughs> that means uh, Pammy doesn't need to be playing with this. A solvent. So anything you would use to wear down something else you don't want on your skin. Okay. No, uh-uh. Nick from Hattiesburg is on the line, and he's got a, a, a sink issue. What's going on, Nick? Thank you so much for your time today. I am looking at looking at a house to buy that needs to be worked on, and in both bathrooms, it's got that uh, beautiful blue and pink <laughs> tile. Awesome. And, um, I actually like it. It's coming it, it back. Goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes all over the shower and across the wall, uh-huh. and it also also covers the sink. Yep. Right. Um, however, the wood that holds the whole vanity up is rotting on the bottom. It looks like there is some plumbing issues. Mm-hmm. And my question is, how would you recommend I go about replacing that wood without damaging the tile? Uh, wow. It, so you're t- saying the wood that the tile is sitting on or the it, bottom of the cabinet beneath the plumbing? Uh, I'm talking about the wood sides of the cabinet that hold up the doors and, you know, go vertical. And oh, hold okay. Up. okay. So okay. he's talking about cabinetry. cabinetry. Yeah, the cabinetry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, it's a tile countertop. 
Yeah, and it's connected to the wall. And I just don't want to, you know, break any of the tile. And well, I, well, you can I, you can hold that stuff, hold the I, deck up. I, I was I was just going to suggest that we we've done this in the past, and again, we're looking at this from the radio. Mm-hmm. But we we have literally gone in kitchens before mm-hmm. that have had um, uh, freshwater leaks that uh-huh. have ruined cabinetry, and supported the the countertop. Uh-huh. Took all the cabinetry out, built new, slid it right in there, set the countertop right back on mm-hmm. it. Now, so, Nick, uh, uh, I will say that Jeff just said that in one sentence is kind of how they redo the houses on HGTV in 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, what he just said is it was done by a bunch of pros. So, um, okay. but, but this can be done. You can put, say, two-by-fours up under there to hold that up That's right. while you build cabinetry around it. That's right. You would need okay. a specific tool because trying to cut that out is going to be interesting. And I can't remember what the name of that thing with the flat. Well, hopefully, well, there's a there's a fine. It, that's the actual brand name, and it's it's a German tool. It's called a fine tool. Yeah, uh, would work. Um, it's a what uh, we call them multi purpose. Maybe yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's got the different kind of and. And how, yeah, hopefully, Nick, the um, cabinetry was is built on um, on top of the tile, or at least um, uh, they didn't put a mud bed around the the cabinetry. So so hopefully it comes out relatively easy. Right. Right on. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Sure. No yeah. Problem. Keep us posted on how on how that goes. I'd love to know how it how it turns out. Sure, we'll do. Thank yeah. you. There's right. uh, there's a lot of quality contractors in Hattiesburg. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's yeah. something he wants to tackle himself. I'm, yeah, I, you know, it, or, it does or, sound or, fun, especially if you're going to give me a multi tool. I mean, right. <laughs> something to cut. You know, you, you can do it. Yeah. It's 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 slow, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know. yeah, it just takes a little time. That's right. So we got an email this week that Pam and I both worked on. This lady had been listening to our show and taking our advice and doing things right. Uh oh. And then it blew up. <laughs> and then oh, it blew boy. up in yeah. face. Uh, so, hi. I was cleaning out my dryer vent with a dryer vent cleaner that oh, attaches yeah. to a drill. Okay? I've used one of these before, and I've cleaned out uh, the dryer vent going all the way from the back of the dryer all the way to the hole in the side of the house. Mm-hmm. You know? And that worked great. I was amazed with... I think I pulled out like three poodles. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of so stuff much in stuff there. Anyway, so this person was doing that. She was using, it was the plastic rod kind that has the brush on the end. You put it on the end of a drill, and you just, you know, kind of put the rod. The, the rod is made of fiberglass, you know, and it's, real, it's kind of like a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll bend real easy. So anyway, um, <laughs> she said. Uh, <laughs> Bless her. The plastic rod broke. And now, oh, the, oh. and now, the, no, it's stuck in the. In now the, the brush head is stuck in the vent. I took the vent apart in the attic. I've tried reaching it with a long-handled pliers and with a reacher with my arm completely up in the vent. I can't grab it and pull it out. Any ideas? So, I wait a minute. Her dryer vent. The dryer's in the going. Attic? It's going. It's going through the attic and right. out the roof. It's got to have a booster on it. So well. You so, know. but anyway. <laughs> When uh, she asked, hey, how do I get this thing out of here? How's she going to get it out of there? So I sent her an email back that, well, number one, she could get one of those 
um, uh, we have one at my house. It's it is uh, you, you can get them at any drugstore. It is about a three foot gripper with some little rubber uh. things on the end and a and a handle. Uh, it's it's to pick stuff up off the floor for people who are maybe in a wheelchair or immobile some way, you know, or short people who need stuff that are really high off cabinets. So that's why they make those. So you can do that. Or I mentioned getting a snake, not a real snake, uh, a plumbing a, snake. Either yeah. a plum. I said either a plumbing or an electrical snake. Either mm-hmm. one should push it mm-hmm. out. Um, I don't you, know how you that could, went. You could take the vent apart. Well, she did well, in the attic. Well, she did in the attic, and now you've got a vertical drop, probably, what, of 10, 15 feet? Right. Depending that she can't on, get right. to. That she can't get to. Oh, my God. I'm just like, this so yeah. would happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> so she was trying to do the good thing about yeah. cleaning her vent and got the vent cleaner stuck. Well, so. Yeah, did you see my email that now, I sent her? Now, now, now I'm cutting out sheetrock to get to the vent. To get to the vent. <laughs> so <clears throat> I sent the thing about pushing it through with a snake. Hopefully, I was like, maybe you can do that. I even, I even had an idea that. If the brush had a metal base to it, you could possibly put a big magnet down there and pull it out. Yeah. But so what what did you send, Pam? Well, I can't remember everything that I taught. Number one, I said, I'm sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> and that does sound like something that would happen to me. Because it's gonna go the problem is is that it's gonna go down and take a severe right turn. That's right. You know, at coming some point. at some point and go mm-hmm. perpendicular out. Right. And or to the dryer, mm-hmm. really. So um, I suggested pulling the dryer out and taking a leaf blower. (laughs) Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, and shoving it down in the vent up in the attic, you know, Uh and it would just blow it right. Hopefully. I mean, (laughs) Or at least to the point where, you know, where you could get it. Right. So, and then I did suggest, you'll be proud, I said, you know, you may want to think about having a booster on your, uh, on a vertical vent, but any vertical venting, in Mississippi is susceptible to our high dew point, and you put a high dew point with a vent, a metal vent, uh-huh. or PVC. Some of them are PVC. Uh-huh. Um, you're going to get condensation, which is going to catch that lint, and it will turn to concrete. Oh, okay. I mean, it gets it gets thick, but have we heard back? Has she? I haven't heard back. <laughs> I'm afraid she's stuck in the dryer vent herself at this right. point. Right. So it's unfortunate. Oh man. Um, this is. I want to. I want to <clears throat> ask this before we go to Charles, real quick. Okay. Here's another email, and this one, gosh, I've heard this one a million times since we started doing this show. Are you ready? Is there a way? For a homeowner to know whether a wall is load bearing. Now, what's what's this person talking about? Well, uh, load bearing means that that a particular wall is is holding up the ceiling above you. Uh, it means well, actually the roof. Well, the roof. well yeah, yeah, right. right. Trying structure. to be trying to be yeah. simple, folks. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so anyway, a load bearing means it's holding up what's above your head. So therefore, if you remove it, what's above your head comes down. So that that's a load bearing right. wall. So in other words, and you can't if you look at the outside of the wall because they all have sheetrock on them. You can't really tell which ones are kind of there because they're pretty, and which ones have big things right. under them holding the the house up. So. Now there's a there's a real well there's a couple ways to to see if it's a load bearing wall. Uh-huh. It, when you get up when you get up in your attic, if your ceiling um, joists uh-huh. ceiling now, joists lay lay horizontal. Roof, now how how do I roof, tell that? How okay, can I tell that? Well, a roof rafter mm-hmm. is on an angle, angle, right? Okay, and a and a 
joist, a it's ceiling horizontal. joist is laying down horizontal. So uh-huh. if you go to that wall that you want to take out, right. and it has two ceiling joists on it uh-huh. that stop on that wall, uh-huh. that is a load-bearing That's wall. That's a load-bearing wall. That okay. is, it's, it's resting on that. And then, then, so, and so then something your roof I is, think is, is braced off of that as well, transferring the load from the roof down to that top plate, down to the um, foundation, and under that particular part of the foundation is the footing. So if you have roof bracing that goes toward that joist, yes. you're going to know that that's load-bearing. You're going, that's, Man, right. That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. See, I was thinking, uh, and of course this is why you guys get paid for this and not me, but um, what I'm hearing is that, it, uh, first of all, my load-bearing walls have to somehow be perpendicular to to my joists. Yeah. I mean, they always are. It's like a T. Right, right. Like a T. In other words, so if I have a wall that's running with the joists in the same direction, it most likely won't be load bearing. Correct. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's an, okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, non load bearing is usually like when you're framing up for a bathroom or a closet. Right. Like or, I said. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's. Now, let, let's, let's take this step further. Let, hang on. Let, Before we do that, because we can do that, I, I do want to get this one last call in Charles, from Columbus. Of Charles is on the line in Columbus. What's going on, Charles? I was talking about the lady with the dryer vent. Yes. Uh, she has access from the attic, if I understand correctly. Yes, she does. Okay. Because well, she took uh, it apart. So. Okay, a 50-pound yeah. test line with a slip uh, yeah. yeah. and treble hook. Oh my gosh! A fifth. Yeah. Okay, so if anybody heard that, if you can, all right, if you're in the attic and you've taken it apart in the attic and you can see down the hole, so basically you take a fifty pound test line, which is fishing line. Yep. Right. Yep. You tie right. a big old weight and a treble hook at the bottom of it. A treble hook is a hook that that spreads out into three separate hooks. Right. I.e. tread. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, that's that, uh, Charles. That's a genius idea. That is awesome. All you do is you just go down there, I hook love it, our listeners. and pull it up. I just love our listeners. That's genius. <laughs> All right, uh, Charles, you win the day. Ah, oh, thank you. All right, thank you. Dear. <laughs> um, and you know what? Um, I think Jeff, we should do a segment at some point talking about this load bearing wall thing. And because yeah. it's a big deal when people walk in and say, oh, we'll just open up this kitchen and make. Yeah, that's a big thing with yeah. remodelers is but wanting it, to come if, in. If it is a re, if it's a load-bearing wall, we can we can treat that very, very just easily. put a header yeah. in. That's right. Put a header and transfer the load down to the slab. That'll be so. a fun show. All right, folks, we made it through yet another show. And the grenade didn't go off. And the grenade didn't go off. We're still all still here. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show today was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.